Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Express Church Experience. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I hope you take time to celebrate Thanksgiving. The coronavirus is trying to stop uh, the spirit of Thanksgiving. With coronavirus, people are not as willing to gather together, but I'm hoping that that won't stop us from celebrating this great month, the month where we give thanks, the month that my pastor Leif says is the month of preparation, the month to get us ready to go for a December to remember, to remember the birth of Jesus Christ. We need to have this month of November to remember to, to always give thanks especially during a time when many people said this was the worst year they ever had. And even though we're in a situation that people have said is the worst year ever, I believe we need to join the Psalm 95 psalmist, the Psalm 95 psalmist. And he says, let us come before the Lord with thanksgiving and exalt his name with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The seas are his for he made them and his hands formed dry land. That's Psalm 95, two and five. And I was reading that and I said, I want to, I can add to that list. I want to add to the reasons why I come before the Lord in Thanksgiving. I come before the Lord in Thanksgiving because his hand of mercy allowed me to get up this morning. If you rose up this morning, you should have a spirit of thanksgiving. His hand of protection kept coronavirus from taking anybody's life in my family. Even though the good doctor goes into the hospital and sees patients every day, some inflicted with coronavirus, he stayed healthy. Even though our son protects and serves, comes upon people in his law enforcement uh, job, some of whom are sick may have coronavirus. He stayed healthy. I, I come to the Lord with thanksgiving and insult, exalt his name for the Lord is a great God, the great king above all gods, because his hand of healing healed my wife, Marla, from coronavirus. He healed our grandson from coronavirus, our grandniece, our nephew from coronavirus and our granddaughter and our granddaughters and keeping them healthy, even though they've been in the midst of all manner of sickness. We continue to have the protection and the healing power of God. We have the hand of guidance that God has placed on our grandsons who entered kindergarten in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic. Does anyone else have a reason to be thankful? I believe that his reason for me to come before him with thanksgiving is because his hand of provision has allowed our law firm to remain open, allowed my niece to be able to join the firm, laying a foundation for future generations. His hand of inspiration and generosity touched my son 
when my son said, let's have the Express Church experience coming out of his studio that we've done almost every Sunday since March when the pandemic has begun, coming into you from from the Express Church experience, coming from Blue Exit Audio, bringing this experience to your home, bringing it to your car, bringing it to your office during your exercise time. Let us come before him with thanksgiving, exalt him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great king above all gods. You likely have more things that you're thankful of. And so this Thanksgiving, we shouldn't focus in on maybe it is the worst year ever, but instead we should be lifting praises up to God for all the good things that he has brought to us. My prayer for Thanksgiving comes from Ephesians chapter one. My prayer for Thanksgiving comes from Ephesians chapter one. And in the book of Ephesians, there's a prayer of thanksgiving, which is called Paul's prayer. And if I'm going to start at verse 16, go to verse 19, Ephesians 1, 16 to 19 says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers and always asking God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And I put that in bold and, and, and I put it in uppercase so that we may know him better. Paul said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and is incomparably great power for us who believes. And I read that prayer and it was such a rich and wonderful prayer. And I think that's something that we need to do every day as part of our daily prayer, as part of our daily exercise to be like Paul and not stop giving thanks. Remembering each other in our daily prayers. Remember, even though some of those that you don't even know, but you know somewhere somebody is struggling. So our prayer of Thanksgiving is that we should never stop giving thanks. We should be praying as Paul prayed for wisdom and revelation so that we may know God better. Pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I call it the spirit of inspiration. And I was my brother, as I was going through it, he said, you got a lot of of ashations. We got revelations, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the spirit of inspiration. And Paul goes on to say that he prays that the eyes of the Lord will enlighten your heart. And when I read this, it kind of threw me back because it seemed contradictory to what Jesus said in Matthew 5, 8. In Matthew 5, 8, Jesus said, blesses the pure of heart for they will see God. So to me, you have the pure heart and then you see God. The Apostle Paul's prayer says the eyes of the Lord enlighten your heart. So as they were seeming contradictory, I had to call the bishop, kind of get his idea of what he thought about it. And as he typically says to me, always remember to go back to the beginning to go back to the beginning. 
where the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of inspiration, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of creation, all is revealed to the earth. And we understand if we read in Genesis that the spirit of the Lord hovered over the surface of the deep and it was dark and formless. And I, I, I don't know about you, but I've been in the situations in my life where it's felt dark and formless. Coronavirus has brought people to a, that place right now, not knowing how to deal with the new normal. If, if that is where you are right now, my suggestion to you is, to, is your first step is to join Paul in the prayer that God gives inspiration and revelation to touch you, to give you the type of, of inspiration that led to the Lord to create. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The seas he formed and made them. His hands formed dry land. That's the inspiration that the spirit of the Lord had prior to the revelation of what we see today. We are made in God's image and likeness. We are made with the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of inspiration and the spirit of creation and the spirit of revelation. And I wanted to try to give you something that would kind of bring it home and make it clear. And my wife's this great artist and she gets an inspiration in her mind and inspiration that I, I, I can't even dream up. And then she has a vision in her mind of how that should look. And then she gets a blank canvas. I'm hoping that some people understand how how this works, where your eyes are enlightened to the Lord. All of a sudden you get an inspiration that comes from from God. But there's a blank canvas and you got to then be able to put something on that canvas. And then when when the inspiration that is in her mind comes on the canvas, then we have a revelation of what it is. And that's how Paul is saying when he prays, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope which he, he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and the incomparable, incomparable great power for us who believes. Eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Perhaps this is the most important thing that we need to pray during this coronavirus resurgence, that the eyes of our heart may be enlightened. We may see the revelation of the glory of God, see that creation power is at work in us today, giving us a new beginning, just as God gave the new beginning when he created the heavens and the earth. Paul, Apostle Paul prayed for the church of Ephesus that they have a new beginning, a new revelation. And that's my prayer today, my prayer for you as a coronavirus. And we also need to remember, this is very important, after the revelation, after being created in his image and likeness, there was a, a new beginning. And at that new beginning, Eve had an option. She had an option of obedience or an option of rebellion. In rebellion, she refused to trust God. Rebellion, she refused to acknowledge God as God. In rebellion, she refused to recognize that God loved her and God, and God wanted great things for her. That same God wants the same thing for us. In this new creation, this new normal, we have an opportunity to put our trust in God, 
to not be, go in, re, in the rebellion of fear and not go in the rebellion of doubt and not go in the rebellion of worry and confusion. But God wants the eyes of our heart to be enlightened so that we can shout with the Psalm 95 psalmist when we say, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. That's where we should be this Thanksgiving. We should be singing and shouting to the rock of our salvation, that even though there's a coronavirus resurgent, our hearts are enlightened and that enlightenment gives us peace and, and the peace and the salvation that comes is going to be in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you and the riches of his glorious inheritance of the saints and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That is the Apostle Paul's prayer of thanksgiving. And that's my prayer this Thanksgiving, that we are in, have the inspiration of God, that we see his revelation, that we know him better, that we see his will more clearly. And at the core of our being, at the center of our heart, is the enlightenment of God that gives us God, peace, that gives us mercy, that we see his grace, that we see his love, and above all, guard your heart, King Solomon said in Proverbs 4, 23 and 27. Above all else, guard your heart. See, we, we're in the, in the pandemic and we're in what some people call the worst year of their life. But the, God's holy word in his wisdom says, above all else. Guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Put away all perversion from your mouth, all corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level the path of your feet and take only the ways that are firm. Do not swerve from the right or from the left and keep your feet from evil. That is the wisdom of Solomon. And that's the, the prayer that Paul had, the wisdom that Eve should have taken, but didn't. When we guard our heart, when we keep our way straight, when we're fixed on, on God, God will guide us. God will guide your path in righteousness for his name's sake. Guide our path to a place where he wants us to be to give us strength to overcome any obstacle taking, taking you from achieving his will. That's the great revelation that we need. But things don't stop there. We have inspiration. We have creation. We have revelation. And then I had to throw another one as, as the bishop and I were talking. I said at that point, bishop, then it becomes perspiration. Because once you have the plan of God, we need to execute on the will of God. How does that look? We're going to go to, to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5 tells us how we're supposed to take the inspiration, the creation, and the revelation and put it into action to start working and working for the will of God. In Ephesians 5, Paul says, be imitators of God as dear loved children and live a life of love 
just as Christ loved us and gave himself as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. When your eyes see what God sees, the enlightenment of your heart, when you have a pure heart and you see God, when you have an enlightenment of the heart, you see the inspiration that God has, but you also see the suffering that God sees. You also see the pain that God sees. You see the loneliness. You see the fear. You see the confusion. You see the reality that exists in a lost world. You see the people who are struggling because they don't know the love of God. But the enlightenment of God places us here at this time for such a time as this to bring forward and be his eyes to bring forward restoration to those who are hurting and glorification to his holy name. Oh, I'm, I told, told you before the doc was saying, how many do you have? I have inspiration. I have creation. I have revelation. I have perspiration. I have restoration and I have glorification. That's what we need right now. I don't know in that continuum of five where you are right now, but without the opening of your spiritual eyes, you cannot fully understand what is going on in the world and, and have doubt. And I'm understanding that you, you may not see what's going on, but then that reminded me to take myself to John 20, 29. And in John 20, 29, Jesus is talking to Thomas and Thomas said, I can't believe unless I can actually see and touch Jesus. And Jesus said, blessed is the one who believes yet has not seen. See, when you have the eyes of the Lord that gives you enlightenment, you may not see what's going on, but if you have the wisdom that Solomon gave, where you have your heart guarded and your feet path, then you, you're like the Psalm 23 Psalmist, David, when he says that he will guide you in righteousness for his name's sake, then we don't have to worry about it. All we have to do is understand that we need to have a pure heart and that pure heart allows us to see God, to see his will and to follow his path for his name's sake only. By faith, we believe, yet we have not seen. What does that faith look like? We believe in God the Father, the maker of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, who was born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered and died and was buried. The eyes of your heart enlightened to the hope to which we were called means we believe on the third day. Jesus rose from the dead ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father. We believe that he will come to judge the living and the dead. And when he comes and judges the living and the dead, see, I can shout for joy because we believe that we will receive the riches of his glorious inheritance. We believe in the Holy spirit and the incomparable power that comes from him. For us who believe, we believe in the church united the perspiration that comes for those to be imitators of Christ, to believe in the communion of the saints, 
the forgiveness of the sins and the resurrection of the, the body and life everlasting. That is the belief of those whose eyes of the Lord have been enlightened. Those who have a pure heart. We live in a world of spiritual blindness. We live in a world of spiritual blindness. People unable to see, people unable to recognize, people unable to appreciate the power of God. But God says he sent us. He sent us to be his ambassadors. He sent us to be his imitators. He sent us to be his hands and his feet, his heart and his eyes to share the good news of Christ resurrected to bring others to the place where we are a place where you understand the glorious riches of knowing Christ Jesus, a place where prayer gives you peace, a place where prayer gives you strength, a place where prayer gives you joy, a place where prayer gives us a heart of Thanksgiving. And that's where we should be this month of Thanksgiving. We should be in full prayer, we should be in a place of peace. We should be sharing that peace. We should be in a place of strength, knowing that God is in control at all times. We should be a place of joy. This time is a test. It is a test of our faith. Can you, can you keep your joy during the new normal when nothing that you did last year, you're able to do this year? When you used to have gatherings of 20, 30, I know some people that have gatherings of 50 people in Thanksgiving. This year, your, your gathering may be just two or three, but we all know what God's holy word says. What does he say about a gathering of two or more that come together in my name? I will be there. That's what Jesus is trying to tell us today, that even in a world that's hurting and a world that's blind and a world that's dark and a wor world that's formless in chaos, we have with us godly inspiration and revelation, knowing that God is in control and God loves us and that all things work for the good of those who love him and been called to his glorious purpose. And that's Paul speaking to the church of Rome and Romans 8, 28. And that's where we are in this coronavirus resurgent world. We're in a place where we God is looking for us. His eyes are look, searching for us and he wants our eyes to be enlightened to what we what we need to do for the world right now. This is, a, is a, the best time that I've seen in my lifetime where people of God have had the opportunity to touch people, touch people at the lowest point they've been in. Over and over, I hear people say that this is the worst year they've ever had, that fear is, uh, is running, that contention is running, that hate is running, that people are losing jobs, people are worried about finances, people are worried about their health, people are worried about the health of their family members, people are scared. But God is saying that when you have the eyes of enlightenment. And when those eyes of enlightenment 
give you a pure heart. And when you have a pure heart that's fixed on God and you protect that heart and that heart guides your spirit and guides your feet on the path of his namesake, then at that point, at that point, you can get to the place where you are, where the place where God wants you. I call it the garden that God has placed you in for such a time as this to do his work, to be his imitators, to bring his love, to bring his grace, to bring his mercy to a lost and a lonely world. That is what we need to do as coronavirus tries to have a resurgence in our world. We need those folks that have their eyes and understand the glorious riches that are in our in the inheritance of knowing Christ Jesus and the incomparable power that God has and the plan that he has. We should never be shaken. And I'm hoping and praying that today, if you if you know somebody who's shaken, give them a call. If they're sick, give them a call. Say the love of God it wants to touch them. If you know somebody who's sick, we're going to do a little uh, short video for those during this week of Thanksgiving. For those who are sick, make sure that you send me a message saying put this person on the prayer list. I'm hoping that this is the, the week because this is the first week that I have not received any prayer request. So I'm hoping that the spirit of the Lord is touching us and that we are praying of th- in prayers of thanksgiving and that almighty God is hearing us and that each one of us who's, who's hearing this can then go forward and say the Lord's hand of healing has given us great joy and we can send that message out that at the express church experience, we've been praying day and, and stop, as Paul said, not stop praying. We have not stopped praying. And because we have not stopped praying, we have remained healthy. We have, we have overcome the greatest pandemic in the history of this country, some people claim. But that's where God wants us to be. God needs his joy and his grace and his mercy and his love to shine that the eyes of the heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance and his incomparable power for us who believe. I'm hoping that you'll take Ephesians one verses 16 and 19 Recite it to somebody, ask them to to pray that God will enlighten their heart, open their their eyes to the inspiration that he has for them at this time. I'm hoping that you will share Ephesians 1, 16 to 19, so that somebody else can understand that there is a new beginning happening in their life right now, a new creation I'm hoping that somebody shares Ephesians 1 verses 16 and 19 so that somebody understands that this is the perfect time for the revelation of God to touch them if they pray for it. I'm hoping that somebody shares Ephesians 1 chapter 16 and 19 
and join somebody and says we need to work to bring the will of God during this tough and difficult time, but we need to bring the will of God with joy and thanksgiving, the perspiration that's needed to get the work done. There's the, the labor, the work, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. God is looking for those people who have inspiration, who understand the new creation happens every day that gets the revelation from God, that's willing to be his imitators of God that will go and get the, go on to get the restoration. We need restoration in our society today. And that restoration will only come when God's people stand up and accept the glorious inheritance and understand that God wants to work through us with his incomparable power. And he's just asking for us to believe. And I'm hoping and I'm asking you one question as I leave here today. Do you believe? Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook. And feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.